Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Breakdown, episode 127. We are Tanya Lee and Johanna Burkhart. Hey, hey, hey. I can't believe we already are in the month of October. How quickly did that come upon us, the fall? Uh, well, it missed North Carolina. It's still like, it was like 95 today. It was in the pool. That was how it was in New Jersey yesterday. And then it like shot down to the 60s. So I feel like everybody just had a culture shock. Whiplash. Yes. <laughs> like it saw our patrol. <laughs> in fact, I saw somebody yesterday, we were talking about my, my roommate was talking to me and she goes, Hey, I just thought about you because I was out. I was in the fall mode about two weeks ago. I went out, I was, you know, I'm a photographer too. So I did a photography shoot and it was really hot, but I had like my Uggs and my leggings on and my sweater and I was ready to go, but it was like 90 degrees. I'm like, what am I doing? So, <laughs> um, Trying to manifest the cold. <laughs> yeah. And she, she texted me and she's like, Hey, just want to let you know. Um, Cause it was 90 degrees like the other day. She goes, just want to let you know, I walked in a wall and I saw a woman in, in leggings and Uggs and a sweater and I thought of you. I was like, thanks. <laughs> She's obviously in the same mode as you. Right. <laughs> just trying right? to bring that weather in. <laughs> How it all comes about. So guys, tonight, we this whole month, we are kicking off a theme. And this is our first time where we're really doing a theme. And we have so many... So many different um, guests on board for this month, but our theme this month is mediumship. And um, we have a lot of different various mediums on board to educate us, but I really wanted to start it off special. And I came upon these two. They are um, part of Zen Rose Garden, Heather and David. They're founders of Zen Rose Garden, where they help spiritual and metaphysical entrepreneurs shine their unique healing skills onto the world without getting lost in the clouds. So let me tell you something about these guys. I found them on this wonderful medium called YouTube, and I was blown away by them, not only because they're authentic, but because they're so passionate. And that's what our show is about, is about finding passionate and authentic people. And they really are on board on just educating people on spirituality, on any kind of subject, even when it's healing or if it's spiritualism. And um, they have found such a uni unique way of doing that and connecting with their audience. And I was just, like I said, I'm like, I had to have these guys on board. They're such good instructors, but they are chill and they really take all, they strip all the weird bullshit out of like, you know, of what some, some fantasy things can be. And they just are real. And I'm excited to have them on board. Johanna, if you can bring Heather and David on. Yeah. And as I prepare to do that, just remember that whatever, especially throughout this whole month, because we're going to have so many different types of mediums on that. This is why there's no competition needed in the world because there's no right or wrong. We all teach our own way. And so we want to showcase all the different ways that we can connect. So welcome, David and Heather. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And yes, there it is. It's happening. Right. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. All right. So thank you guys. Thank yes. you guys for having us on and for um, for reaching out to do this in the first place. So yeah, no, absolutely. We yeah, we are so excited to have you on board. And we were just chitting, chit chatting about this. But what I said that what I found my people is you guys all know I love wearing hats. And I was and I found people who wore hats. And I said, I can connect with these people. They're mm -hmm. hat people. <laughs> you will know them by their hats. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I love it. And they're so, off color humor. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And that's what I love about it. It's very chill. It's relaxed. And sometimes some of the stuff can be so serious or, you know, who, you know, some people are scared when they, they start this out or even people who are advanced and you guys really find a finesse way of finding that of finding be able to connect with people who are beginners who are new about this or also people who are advanced and helping them in all those different levels but i'm so curious on how zen rose garden really started absolutely it's a story it's, it's definitely a story so way back in the day when myspace was a thing that, you know, like, yes. wow. yeah, we like 440 years ago, <laughs> right? back in the days of MySpace. Um, so Heather had, had uh, she was going through her journey on, on learning Reiki and she was looking for somebody local to kind of ask questions to. And I was down here in Vegas and um, I had built my business down here as the Reiki guy, but then I moved back up to Northern California. So oh, okay. all of that SEO juice, all of that marketing was still going strong. So she was looking for somebody in Vegas who did Reiki and she sent a message to me and I was like, anything you need, just ask. And then it was like, uh, she ended up going. It was an auto yeah. response. And I got <laughs> such a vibe on the auto response. I hadn't even seen his picture. I was like, whoa. And autumn, I just got all these messages and like visuals of him. Mm -hmm. And I sent him a message like right away. Mm -hmm. right. And he goes, whoa, how did you do that? Yeah. So within a couple of days, he'd flown to Vegas and we were off to the races and haven't stopped. So yeah. it was really kind of, that's wow. a super short version of what really happened. Yeah. But it was sort of one of those universal collisions yeah. and we're here like almost 12 years later mm -hmm. you mean I, you guys you mean you guys actually followed your heart yes oh you know yeah. <laughs> or hear, our insanity whatever yeah. <laughs> i hear it's a good thing to do oh we're both just really horny i don't know but it yeah. was you I know that. <laughs> that'll do it too yeah. <laughs> That's she amazing. was a good lay so i decided to keep her around and i think I was, and i got him to pay my bills so there you go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You should teach a whole course just in that. Right. We just did. No, so we, we kind of, so that's how we met. But we right. basically, I had already kind of started my business. I was after a divorce and I was mm -hmm. really looking for people to kind of pick their brains about starting this kind of business. And he'd already mm -hmm. had one for six or seven years on his own. Mm -hmm. So he flew down here and I already had clients. I was sort of in the building phase of what the heck am I doing? Mm -hmm. We yeah. started working together on my clients right. and people were like, how long have you been working together? Cause you guys are amazing together. And, and I went, I picked him up at the plane like this morning. Like an hour ago. Yeah. So and the first 72 hours that I came down, we were literally working pretty much back to back with all of her clients. Wow. And just That's like, amazing. Glided, stepped into it. It yeah. was kind of before we even realized we were going to be a thing, like a couple. Mm -hmm. yeah. It yeah. was like obvious that we needed to work together. And then right. it was before we even slept together. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, a little <laughs> to do, to do. TMI already. All right. I love it. It is great. It is great. I love it too. <laughs> All right. So. so so with mingling your gifts, guys, I mean, you basically have, have honed on to that. What were some of the aspirations as to, you know, that you wanted to expand? Because you went from like, I mean, you guys do a little bit of everything. You go from, mm -hmm. you know, private consultations and all that. But what really, really fascinates me 
is this Zen Ed Academy because as a Comic-Con nerd, as mm -hmm. I am, and I've told you this before, when I was describing your Zen Ed Academy, I was like, it's almost like, it reminds me of Charles Xavier starting the X-Men, where they find the gifted people and then they kind of educate them and take them underneath their wing. <laughs> I love yeah. that because I'm such a X-Men nerd. You have yeah. no idea. Um, what's really fun is that the X-Men, the, mm. the Series, the terminology um, yeah. comes from Helena Blavatsky back in the, the who was the founder of the Theosophist movement, who was exploring mm. all this stuff. And I love her because she was very much an advocate of stripping away all the costumes and looking at what mm. was underneath. Mm. And so they dubbed people with gifts X-Men right? mm -hmm. back in the 1800s. And that's where that's why where it kind of became the, the comic strip. From. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so and I cool. think, yeah, and it was one of the things that I can, because I'm a huge comic nerd, so I always had this, like, connection to it, and I could never understand why, because, you know, I came a little bit later in life, but it all made sense later down the road. I'm like, oh, well, now it makes sense, but mm -hmm. it's like one of those things you don't realize as you're going down that path. It's like, oh, right. wait, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of got the idea, Zenit Academy's sort of been in the works for the last 11 years, right from the right. beginning, because we started our business as a hands-on healing team, but we always had the idea that we wanted to create an educational system because me growing up in Las Vegas- Or a platform. Or a platform, yeah. but mm. we didn't know how that was going to manifest. We knew it was going to be in the digital, and there mm. really, it kind of needed to develop <laughs> along the way. And the, the technology way. needed to catch up to. Because growing up in Vegas, I was always going to the library and trying to find out the answers underneath the fluff mm -hmm. uh, and right. it was a long journey to get those answers and i knew that if i needed to find it so there's a lot of people out there that are also looking for it without all of the crazy stuff on top of it right and uh johanna i, I love the way that you brought up the um not being too poofery, not being too out there, just kind of stripping all that away because one of the things that that we talk about is um and kind of one of the big things that we do is basically a revolution against fairies and unicorns running amok and causing chaos okay <laughs> we love them we love them both right but sometimes they drink too much love and light and end up puking rainbows on the carpet so that's that's kind of a part of our little yeah. shtick that we do yeah. on youtube so yeah. I, love it. I thought it was it was perfectly fitting and you didn't mention sushi or your bushy cat that's yeah, right yeah 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 we, <laughs> we, <laughs> the bushy cat and sushi mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> We found out he's been uh, visiting some neighbors. And he, got adopted. He came home oh. last night with a, a collar and a new little bougie name tag. Oh. Mm -hmm. Cats will so disown you so quickly when... Oh, no, when he, he shares homes. Yeah, yeah, so we found out he's it's been our next door at the neighbors. Oh, okay. Like our literal next-door neighbor. <laughs> and he just, so he just gets double-fed and double-loved. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. So tonight, I really wanted to give the floor to you guys because we have so many different types of mediums on, on board this month. Um, we have a medical medium. We have an intuitive nutritionist. We're looking you know, to have a spiritual medium on board, a whole shebang. So can you help do some of the how-tos or educate some of our audience on there? Whether they're advanced or not, we just wanted to open the floor to you guys. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we can yeah. we can definitely take it from there. Um, so basically, what we're going to be talking about today is the uh, the three pillars of mediumship, or the three different types of mediumship, um, because most people are basically aware of the big one, which is like the messaging, the platform, the um, the John Holland type 
type of, uh, of mediumship. Teresa Caputo. And right. I think not all mediumship looks like the general public, what we call civilians, <laughs> the oh, muggles, yeah, yeah. what right. they think it looks like because mm -hmm. it is so diverse. vast and mm -hmm. diverse and various the way people use their mediumship. So we see the platform messaging on TV, which is highly edited, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. And the TV shows are highly edited for that one special nugget that's like dun dun dun, mm -hmm. or the flip side of that is the ghost hunting, you mm -hmm. know, shows yeah. where they don't really show uh, all the downtime in between, right? Or if there's any rescue mediumship going on. So there's right. so many mm -hmm. different ways that it manifests, mm -hmm. um, right? But it basically falls under three categories, right. like what we what we like to call the three pillars of mediumship. Right. So first, you've got the the one that most people know. We're going to start there because it's easy and it's relatable, and that's uh, messaging and evidentiary mediumship. So evidentiary is basically where you provide an evidence of proof of life that you wouldn't have yourself. Okay, and that mm. just comes from. Um, practice. <laughs> right. And so with message mediumship, which is the first of the three pillars or the most popular, the most popular. for me, the most important pillar is healing because mm -hmm. that's the goal of all three types of mediumship. Right. So the message itself is not the evidence because anyone can say, oh, your grandma's here and she loves, and she you. loves you. Yeah. Yeah. You can say your grandma's here. I see that she has, uh, she's wearing a white shirt with these mm -hmm. purple polka dots and it's your grandma's shirt. And a pink but, scarf. Right. Then that would be an evidence that this is really your grandmother. And a rainbow unicorn boa. Right. So with message mediumship, <laughs> the goal is if that was your grandma. If your grandma was a drag queen. So with <laughs> message mediumship, the important thing is the evidence. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the goal. So yeah, and that's that's proof of identity, proof of life. So it's kind of like you're placing a phone call, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. message yeah. mediums just learn yeah. to place the phone call. Yep. Would you find that the most common one that people come to you to to do is the message medium? Not for us because we are we ours is healing mediumship. Right. So when we're we're like a holistic, we're helping people through trauma and mm -hmm. grief, and when they're mm -hmm. stuck in life, and message mediumship will be be a part of that. It if plays it, a part, right? It, if you know, it's but, relevant to their particular session. So and, once know, in a, yeah, once in a while we'll do a, a traditional message mediumship, but we don't advertise for that because we love working with the person as a whole, and we love teaching people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that's a good point that you bring up too, is the crossover because mm -hmm. there is so much crossover in yes. mediumship and it mm -hmm. is all about the healing aspect. And right. I mean, that's usually how people go get drawn into this is when they are going through that healing stage yep. and where they'll start seeing things open up and so forth. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because yep. it's like, uh, some people don't even question, you know, if your life's going great, you're not questioning that you're mm -hmm. missing anything. So here's right. one that is really going to blow your mind, at least for most people, is any kind of a musician that has inspiration. So a songwriter, anybody who plays, anybody who creates anything, a writer, <clears throat> is actually a medium. If you, because they're if you channeling interrupt you for a second but i'll tell you one thing that this then glad you said that because it blows my husband's mind who mind you is just starting to wake up and he always just looks at me when the movies come on because you, the, the the things that they pull out in the movies you just there's no way they could have just known that that was channeled information mm -hmm. after you wake up and i start watching these movies i was like oh my god like this was here the whole time <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah. That, that flip of awareness, you know, that light coming on is just a trip. But it's mm -hmm. so true. It's so true. 
And that's that's a phase of mediumship that kind of falls under that first category. Well, I guess it could fall under healing or message mediumship. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's called inspirational mediumship. And we call those the inspirational phases Mm -hmm. of mediumship. So there's uh, the phases are like how it manifests, like medical medium, spiritual medium, Mm -hmm. inspirational medium, uh, mediumship painter. You know, there's so many different what we call phases, but Mm -hmm. the pillars are the three categories like the main categories the three main categories that all of that falls under so the second one is is rescue and transition okay so that's Mm. basically in a nutshell helping a spirit that is lost find their way home right and that is much different than exorcism which Mm -hmm. you typically see on tv or any kind of religious thing that gets um exercised you know the exercise this house is now clean um, any of those things. Um, so rescue and transition is actually helping a spirit find their way home. Exorcism, if you want to look at it from, uh, from that perspective, is taking a spirit that's probably traumatized already, kicking them out of the house, and what are they going to do? They're going to go, they're going to go get coffee, and then they're going <laughs> to come back. Seriously, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. It's like where it's they're, gonna go. They're like, well, what are you out. doing here? You're, you're, you know, waving a rattle at me, throwing some water on me, and and waving a stick at me. Well, yeah. we tell people with rescue and transition mediumship because once in a while, uh, you know, we'll go do that kind of a thing for a client. I think I have a spirit or something, yeah. and they may have uh, tried to exercise it in a traditional kind of way. Get out. Like, well, I tried holy water and crosses, and they didn't cross over. And I'm like, well, they're still stuck to earth. So they're still Did you t- try listening to them? Well, they're still stuck to their earth-based belief system. So what if it's a Hindu and you're like throwing yeah. crosses at it? It's like, what the heck is that? Two sticks of wood. So yeah. right. you have to kind of look at it, you know, and there may be someone stuck who doesn't have a religious construct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, so instead, you basically create a way to listen to the spirit and to, to basically um, create some kind of a construct to help the spirit lift their vibration enough for the people that are coming to pick them up so that they can see them. You're just the stewardess that hands them off to their parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Basically, in a nutshell. Um, and that's why you, you let go of your ideas of religion and mm-hmm. systems and understand that all of, all of mediumship is actually a function of mind. Okay, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the approach that we take. So everybody has the ability to be a medium. And everybody has at one point or another in their life, most likely experienced mediumship for themselves. Right. Especially if you've got anybody who's crossed over who's in your family that you're close to. Well, I think yeah. so many people yeah. experience mediumship and don't realize they're experiencing mediumship. Exactly. You know, Anything like, from spirit. Yeah. A song yeah. pops into your head and it's your grandma Boom. saying hi. Medium you show. may never connect that. You just might have the good experience of hearing the song. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's probably like the, the fact of intuition as well, right? That's mm-hmm. when people are more aware of their intuition when they, they realize that it's there, right? Yep. right? So so with that, with that said, with in you know, intuition in, in general, do you feel like because I feel like there needs to be a discussion a little bit about um, some of the messages that these that people might get because self-doubt comes in. Mm-hmm. a lot. So what is some of your takes on the self-doubt aspect, meaning that when people are getting messages and they kind of question it because it can kind of close people off as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I've noticed that on my own when I'm, when I'm discussing people is the self-doubt or they're trying to figure out in their mind analytically what the issue is. And I'm like, either you got to trust it or <laughs> it's like yeah. what it is. So, so, right. so that, that in a 
going back to the function of mind, intuition is a function of mind. And um, at a base level, your primal instincts, your animal instincts are intuition, right? Mm -hmm. So it just takes practice with learning how to trust your gut instinct, learning how to trust yourself. Just like when you're driving a car, at first, you're analyzing everything, you're self-doubting everything, you're checking everything, you're making all of these micro movements and and paying attention to everything so that you don't get into a wreck. It's the same thing when you're learning to trust your intuition, you're going to pay attention to all the small stuff, you're going to make a ton of mistakes, you're going to self-doubt yourself into the grave, and then eventually you're going to know enough to stop doubting yourself and start building that trust in those impulses. And that's why we kind of stress to our students that you've got to work on your self-growth because when yes. fear and doubt comes up when you're learning your craft, you got to stop, drop, and work on your fears because mm-hmm. that's going to muddy the messages. It's going to take your clarity away. Mm-hmm. And it really all boils down to a fear of judgment, a fear of rejection. Or abandonment. Or, you know, any of those things that your client is reflecting back to you that really has nothing to do with your client. It probably has to do with your mom or dad, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it just pops up subconsciously because that's the same channel that mediumship information is coming on. It's It's your subconscious. Right. So all of your fears are stored there too. So they're going to get in the mix. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know for um, me, I know for me personally, you know, I, I do, I love that you guys do that because we always are seeking outside of ourselves. I know when I, when I was in my awareness of my awakening, I went from trusting and just living my life to all of a sudden I didn't trust anything. Like I, Mm -hmm. it just went the other way completely. So for me, even to this day, when I have days where I get into those ego traps, I can always tell that I'm in the fear and I'm witnessing the fear because I can, it's all up in my head, but my body is calm and my body always is tells the truth, right? My, and my mind doesn't. And so even when I still know that, you know, you, you still have to let it play out and witness the fear and all of that good stuff. Yeah. But that's one of my, when I was checking you guys out, cause Tanya had already watched you guys for a while. She was already your best friend. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw that about you and I was like, yes, that's amazing because it's so important. People get so caught up in who's it coming from. They, they want the message to be from their guide or from, or from their, their dad or their brother or whoever. And it's like, does it, the message is what you really are seeking anyway. So just listen to it. Yeah. yeah. And then and figure think, it out. Yeah. And I think what happens too, sometimes when you're, you're new on this is that sometimes you can also over-educate yourself to the point where you get fearful and you're like going through all these steps of like, okay, I got to have a crystal grid and I need to protect myself and I need to go through the, and it's like, what? <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily three times. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call that overeducation. I would say that, like over, uh, over stimulating, over planning, over rich. Yeah, over ritualizing. Over ritualizing. We, we like to tell our students that if your rituals are too complicated. You're getting in your own way. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you're if you're gonna do a ritual, it's just a light switch. Keep it simple. Yeah. You know, if it's something that brings you joy, like I love to put my crystal on every day, it makes me feel great. Mm-hmm. And that's that's gonna help your gift. If it's I gotta put my crystal on or else Or I'm gonna die. Yeah. You're, I mean, that's, you're already that's too clouded. much fear. So, yeah. so the whole point yeah. is to work through the fear to be more clear. You can't yeah, do that no. if you're so afraid that if you don't do the ritual that you're going to mess something up. Mm-hmm. I think I, I love, there's this one story that we share with students who are trying to work on that fear, like 
they're analyzing what they're picking up in the moment before they deliver it. Mm -hmm. It's just like deliver it. And I learned this kind of the hard way where we were in a session. Uh, it was healing session. David was working them through a very serious, deep, traumatic mm -hmm. hypnotherapy release. Falling. And I'm seeing awesome. I'm seeing a spirit come in and they're showing me a little pink pony. Okay. And we were in deep, serious, traumatic relief. And they keep showing me this little pink pony. And I'm like, I can't like see this. Oh, and I see a little pink pony. I'm going to disrupt yeah. this like serious, but it keeps coming up. But and the person's showing it to me. I she went, did. I went, <clears throat> I'm seeing a little pink pony. And I'm like. And what it did was she took went, her release even deeper because it was exactly what she needed to hear in that moment for her release. Well, it was an item that was in her classroom that was very special to her right. that had meaning that she kept in her classroom. And I went, okay. Yeah. So that's when okay, I learned right. that you just got to drop it, yep. even if it seems yeah. ridiculous to you. And even yeah. if it never makes sense. It doesn't, it's not your yeah. thing, mm -hmm. right? You're withholding yeah. the good stuff. It's true, because when I do my sessions, I the most random stuff comes up, and I'm like, I don't have any kind of clue. I'm just going to tell you what I see. Yep. And yep. every time, they're like, oh, my God. And yep. I'm just like, I'm glad you understood it, because I sure as hell didn't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think on the flip side of that is that when a medium delivers an, a symbol or a message, and it doesn't mean anything, mm -hmm. to understand that it might mean something later. Or yeah. to somebody else. Or to someone yeah. else. That's happened to me, and it's, mm -hmm. I've learned to just me let too. it go. I said, well, mm -hmm. ask whoever else and it might come up it might not just it might it on be the years shelf. later yeah, put it on the shelf see if it makes sense later tommy yeah. you have a good philosophy on that what do you tell your people about when when they when something comes up and they don't uh it doesn't resonate yeah, because, like them? yeah sometimes people they just they're so fixated on what they want to hear that when something comes through they don't truly compute it you know it, until mm -hmm. like an hour or six months later <laughs> oh yeah. i mean my my answer always to that is that time is fluid yep. mm -hmm. and it's always flowing and that what we might be in at this moment might not be the precipice of what it is tomorrow or the next day. So I just say stay open to it. And, you know, if you feel guided to come back to it later, it, it will yeah. come to you at that point. So that's always or when you, know, you need it or when you need it, because I remember yeah. when I was first um going in when i first had my first ever mediumship reading from, from somebody after my father died this lady kept talking about a white little dog and i'm like i've never he she's kept saying he's holding a white little dog i'm like i never they never owned a dog white dog i don't know any dog so i asked my uncle and he's like well, i don't know six months later i'm going through this huge thing of pictures and wouldn't you know it there's a little damn white dog with the three boys and i sent it to them i'm like hello. <laughs> but yeah. that's just the thing. It was like, you know, but what it did was it validated. And I realized for me in this situation was, is I didn't need to know the white, the white little dog. It validated it for my uncle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you never know because when spirit comes through, it's multitasking. If yeah. the channel's open, let's dump information. So you just got to, And it's you know, super efficient. Figure it out yeah. later. It's way more efficient, efficient well, than we are. When uh, 25 years ago, I went for a reading 25, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. and I was always into this stuff, but I really wasn't sure about past lives. You know, I was like, so yeah. I went to a reader at, you know, just kind of like a, I was 23, I think. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you've had this life and this life and this life. And he had all Spelled this information. In he said, in your future, you're going to be doing this kind of work that I'm doing, except you're going to be, he was telling me all this stuff that describes what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. and, and at I was the time, like, she was like, you're full of shit. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 And right. I, 
uh, David, 25 years later, I was going to originally move to California with him, found this cassette tape from 1990, whatever, 80, 86. And put it Talking in the, heads on there? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I saw them live at the Aladdin back in the day. So put it in the cassette tape and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Everything that David and I had gone through over the past month was on that tape. Yep. That's amazing. And you know what? Five years later. I, I wow. have a I have a similar story and, and most most of our audience knows this I'm pretty open about it, but um, I have journaled since I was seven years old. And when um, I journaled, I didn't know half the stuff what you know, I don't know. I never went back and read what I did. But mm-hmm. you know, five years ago I decided to go back and read what some of the stuff I wrote. And I was like all of a sudden the puzzle pieces, like I felt like I was in Da Vinci's code. Yeah. came about and it was really bizarre and i'm like holy smokes well this is exactly what's happening to me now or this is what and and so a lot of that was like freaking me out because mm-hmm. i didn't even realize i was doing it when i was journaling yeah so yeah. like it's it's pretty amazing when i see stuff even when people are able to do that or like if you think it's crazy you're like no and you just kind of leave it and then you come back to it yeah. yeah, I mean, it's totally. it's just so bizarre how the life just everything kind of comes in when it's needed to. It's like that divine yeah. timing, you know? Yeah, it's like it's not going to make sense until it does. Yeah. You know, or you you stumble on something potentially embarrassing. Like when I was uh, first starting my family, my dad has a very interesting story. He passed away in July. So I started channeling a story. I was like, I need to write like a fiction story about his life. So I started channeling and I'm writing and I'm writing. And the story came in about how he was in this hotel in Europe meeting this beautiful woman. And I was like, wow, he's like really, I'm like, that's, I don't want to think about my dad like that. Right. So um, about them having a kid, it was like this whole story. And I went, that's really, that's like not my dad's story. I I rejected it because I'm like that my dad wouldn't, you know, didn't think of my dad like that. Well, last year we had a brother spontaneously spontaneously arrived from Mm. (laughs) from Europe Europe in the time frame it was like Mm. I was actually singing that story in Mm -hmm. what had happened with my dad he was at a hotel in Europe my my mom and uh they were having issues he had a little with this hot Mm. Italian French Mm -hmm. European and I'm like oh my gosh that was my story (laughs) you're like wait a minute and now we have a new Mm -hmm. brother yeah so (laughs) Or did wow. you write that into being? He mm. was already born. <laughs> so, one of our listeners, Lynette, had wrote, um, this is so interesting. I love to learn about past lives. If time is fluid and we are living parallel lives, past, present, future, all in the now, where do past lives come in? Hmm. Ah, That's actually really one of the interesting questions. Yeah, that <laughs> is like, an awesome, awesome, you know, awesome question. I love and, that question. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, right. we're going to have to go to um, theory and speculation for a moment. Yeah. So, okay, so everything is happening right now. So multidimensional reality, you have the ability to tap into depending on where you place your consciousness, right? So whether that is in the past and past lives that are still occurring now, or whether that is in future lives or another dimension or another dimension, another. Anyway, um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where it, (laughs) right. Um, Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that where you're like, it doesn't matter where it is. What matters is where your consciousness is. If you can take your consciousness into some other dimension or some other past life, the important part with that is picking up the pieces that you need wherever they reside. 
If you need a past life story or a past life construct to help you better understand this life now, then use it. If it's a, a multidimensional life, if you are living a parallel life right now and that information helps you to live better in this life, use it. I think you know, you'll hear a lot of parapsychologists talk about theory mm -hmm. and how it's really important not to get set on this was definitely a past life, this was definitely this right. way, this was definitely this way because it's rigid. Then you, yeah. you stop future information from coming in because you you, then learning. it turns into ideology and ideology mm -hmm. is rigid. Yeah. And that's mm. what starts wars. But um, the parallel life seems well, interesting. Start wars. People start wars. Um, <laughs> that's what's interesting about parallel lives because mm -hmm. it could explain some evidences, like you have a lot of evidences that are proof of life. And then maybe there's this one that just you felt was really right and it just yeah. never fits at all. Mm -hmm. What if that's relevant for one of your parallel lives that you're living yeah. at the same time? You know, so you have to be open to really questioning uh, these theories. And, and then. My I mind is a little bit blown right now. Well, and not <laughs> yeah. labeling it. I feel like yeah. you get in trouble when you label it. Yes. You know? and when that's you what label it want. and stick to it. When you yeah. label it and stick to it. Like I had a session where, you know, I said, you know, I feel like there was a time where you were stabbed in the back and that's how they had died. And it, but my, I noticed when I went back and listened to the session that I said, I feel like there was a time I didn't label what mm -hmm. it what kind of time it was it is a past life is it a parallel and people are metaphorical mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean so it was like what you know and but i noticed that and i but i do find that people get really hung up on their pat what was my past life i was like if i need to know that information will show up and has you mm -hmm. know, if I don't, then I, you know, I just don't, I don't want to go seeking it. That's for sure. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> if I need the, it, I need it. Right. And the right. purpose for that, um, and we tell our clients this all the time, especially when we do pass off regression, is it doesn't matter where the information comes from. What matters is how relevant the information is for you. And your mind is absolutely amazing. Your mind is going to take you to whatever story you need if that story is a story from this life, if that story is a past life, if it's a future life, if it's on some other planet, it doesn't matter. What matters is the information that comes through and how relevant that is for your growth. Well, so bring it, bring it back to the growth. And that's, that's what we always do. Unless you've got a great, a yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got an incredibly vivid, crazy imagination, your subconscious is going to put costumes on the story based on the historical times that you know. Right. Um, you know, very uh, out there people can pull in, wow, I see this and this and this that are probably more accurate. Mm -hmm. um, but someone that is just kind of coming into it is going to fill in the story with the costumes that they know that are familiar. Mm -hmm. Now, the story could have taken place in a different time frame they weren't familiar with. Right. Um, but many times when people start doing it, they're very much the way they are now. You know, they're mm -hmm. the same gender. Mm -hmm. And then as you get more into the work and allow yourself to go deeper into your subconscious or super conscious you change genders you change roles you change yeah. um everything so which wow. kind of brings us into the third pillar which is healing mediumship right mm. and that's where all of this stuff um comes into play is when you enter the realm of the deep uh the shamanistic stuff right because mediumship is shamanism mm -hmm. yeah and you know you know what's so funny um when i was first on this and i was um you know just healing some past stuff on my own. Um, and then I was, and when I met Johanna, um, one of the things always came up was, you know, you're a healer. And <laughs> I laughed at this. She laughed at this and went, no fucking way am I a healer. I said, mm -hmm. no way, because I play Dungeon Dragons. 
and nobody wants to be the fucking healer ever. It is the most boring character ever. And I fought it. I was like, no, I'm the rogue. I'm this. I'm that. I'm not the healer. And the healer is always the one that gets taken out. Yeah, right. Exactly. So this was I had all of this like I'm like, no, I can't be the healer. But here's what I what I found out through this journey is you can heal in so many different ways. And when I noticed what I was doing, I was an artist. So I was a photographer. I was a writer. I just, I was like, oh my God, I've been healing this whole goddamn time. And yep. I am such a hypocrite because I said I wasn't healing. Yep. <laughs> but I am. I am a healer. Yep. So, um, but it's so amazing how many um, broad spectrums of healing there really is. Like you don't have to be, you know, a Reiki person or anything like that. Just your words or your inspiration or your story can heal someone. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, healing, shamanism. Um, so now we're going to give you a three-part method to develop skills. So um, for anybody who's interested in developing mediumship or getting better at mediumship, um, this is going to be really, really fun to play with, to practice, to kind of like uh, do something to make your life better. Okay. Um, so first is sitting. It's called sitting work in traditional mediumship. Um, and it's basically an intentional meditation where you sit with an intention to develop or to unfold. And there's okay. lots of different exercises in mediumship that you, uh, basically, it's a, it's a way to figure out what your type of mediumship is. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. how do you how do you work? Because every medium is different. Right. What do you want to do? And more importantly, what do you, what are you driven to do? What is your passion? Because mm -hmm. here's one thing that personally bugs me a little bit um, is that we get so hung up on it's my calling. If I don't follow my calling, I'm here to heal the world, you know? And it's like, well, you're, that's like still coming from fear. And What's it's generic yeah. as fuck. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you're going to get punished if you don't follow your calling or you're going to have a terrible life. No, you have to, what is your passion? Right. Cause otherwise it's mommy and daddy are going to spank you if you don't heal the world right. and so do it. When you find that passion, any mediumship can work through that passion, whatever that passion yeah. is. Whether painting, it is yeah, writing, painting, art, um, anything. So the second Even computer coding. Right. So the second part of uh, that system is working on your fears yes. and then practicing with people, whatever yeah. it is. So sit with yourself, develop your um, encyclopedia, develop your, your dictionary, your mediumship dictionary, um, develop your communication with your guides, communication with uh, what's called your gatekeeper, which is kind of a, a guide that is specific for mediumship, um, and work that communication out. Learn how they talk to you and the messages they deliver and how they're delivered. Then work on your fears because mm -hmm. as you start developing in anything, you're going to have your fears that are coming to the surface. What you're doing is you're clearing off the static on the line. As you do your self-growth, as you do your self-development, you become a more clear channel for any of the information to come through. And then obviously taking it out into the real world and going from hobbyist into pro is where you start practicing with people. The more practice you get under, the, under your belt, then you'll know when it's time to start charging. And then from there, start charging more because you're getting better, more confident, more clear, more secure, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the journey from beginner to hobbyist to pro. Right. So can you specify a little bit, because this, this really pinpointed on me as well, because the dictionary thing. Yes. Because um, I feel like that can be very broad. So can you specify a little bit more in the dictionary? Because it, as everyone's own personal dictionary, 
And mm-hmm. I think that needs to be noted too. Yes. People mm-hmm. think that, but you can just get a, you know, you're not going to get one of those yellow cliff notebooks and mm-hmm. say, this is how you do stuff. Or spark notes. No, yeah. well, <laughs> when you're doing this is, and this is sort of a traditional way to unfold, which right. is yeah. actually very helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. The spiritualists develop it back in the day and it yeah. works. Mm-hmm. So you get a little sitting journal. Mm-hmm. And you you start to write down what you pick up and anything there's gonna be that you patterns got coming in, right? For yeah. you, there will yes. be patterns. Like let's say you always see a rose for that symbolizes something. It's like a psychic shortcut. Yes. So you know that when that rose comes in, it means somebody's grandmother is here, say, for instance. Well, it's a psychic shortcut, but it's also a subconscious shortcut because the right. subconscious mind, which is where all of the information comes channeled through anyway, speaks in visions and symbols and all kinds of things that your conscious mind doesn't understand just by itself. So you've got to learn how to speak that other language, which is the language of the subconscious and the language of spirit. But that's not always how mediumship comes through. So right. developing your own personal kind of symbol encyclopedia is helpful, mm-hmm. but your mediumship comes through all the senses. So yes, it might sure. be words, it might be a song, mm-hmm. and that rose might not mean what it means in your encyclopedia mm-hmm. at a certain time. It might be someone's favorite flower. But by recognizing the patterns of the information that comes through and um, kind of getting more familiar with your shortcuts, um, it makes the the messages come through faster. It makes all of the ability of... Um, of the information coming through and the ability of different spirits and how they may communicate coming through, um, it makes it easier and faster for you to understand and distinguish and kind of break down what the message might be. And this another, is, this el- is really oversimplified yeah. too. Cause yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Another, another element is recognizing that there are broad symbols um, for like universal symbols, That's right? That's what I was just going to say. Um, yeah, there, there are universal symbols, then there are your personal symbols, there are social symbols, there are tribe symbols, there are group symbols. Um, and it's just kind of a combination of all of those things. Working on developing yours and, and developing your um, encyclopedia and your, um, your dictionary helps you to be a better deliverer of messages. And that's right. kind of that's kind of mainly for message mediumship. It's mm-hmm. used mostly uh, for that. No, I I I'd say that's everywhere because um, yeah. when I'm doing healing work, I'll get a symbol that will come in. And it doesn't have to be a visual symbol. So trying to alternatives. And one of the things that I learned was my body because I, my mm-hmm. body was shutting down. So my dictionary was my body. So I had a really bad skin flare up. So I know what what aspect, what emotions pop up within my body. Mm-hmm. And I practice that so much that I can identify any emotion within my body, what that means to me. Yes. I didn't realize while I was doing that, that I was able to do it with other people once I learned that. Yes. And that was so mind blowing to me because I was like, well, wait a minute. And is this mine? No, this isn't mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why yeah. do I feel oh, this That's way? how and I developed too. That's how yeah. I have my dictionary. So, and I didn't have, like, I wish I had you guys way back in the van because <laughs> I didn't know that. Like I had to learn through the stuff going like, you know, yeah. stumbling mm-hmm. through going, what is this normal? Like, is right. this happening? Does everybody go through this? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and it's funny that you were mentioning um, having to go through your autoimmune thing because mm-hmm. when Heather and I met, she was actually going through um, spasmodic dysphonia. So it's a, a spasming of the vocal cords and it's an incurable vocal disorder. Um, and when we first met, the first six months of our um, our communication was mostly telepathy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she, she would want to say something and I would be answering her before she actually said it. And we would have like conversations like that, especially over the phone. So 
kind of mm, honestly really, really I cured well. it because you can't right. shut me up now but the, but it's basically <laughs> and I wouldn't want to right it's basically mm-hmm. after my divorce there's a lot of trauma a lot of healing sure. to do all the things yes and so yeah. this developed um, and it's basically where your vocal cords spasm every five seconds. Mm-hmm. So yes, I could wow. talk, but it was like, I sounded like a smoker. Mm-hmm. If you saw wow. the movie Us, she, the actress in that had studied what it the sounds mom. like. That's yeah. what it sounds like, uh, mm-hmm. which is really kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, David and I, he kind of met me in the middle of a two-year healing, uh, journey. healing journey to like, I am curing this. I am un- unraveling all of the layers until I get to that mm-hmm. space. And David Including and I kind of finished emotions, it off. The emotions, the emotions, the traumas. Yeah. So that's a whole story on its own, yeah. but that's right. kind of where the healing mediumship came in for us yes. and why it set the stage mm-hmm. for what we do because we that was our big sure. final test, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and here's the thing about healing mediumship. You're healing yourself at the same time yeah. as you're yes. healing other people, which is the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what's what's I find amazing is it's like a give and take thing. And it's like you can't mm-hmm. really you can't really relate to people unless you go through something to some extent. So there, I, there's a reason for everything in my book. So. Right. Yeah. And then um, let's also talk about uh, how to have a healthy life as a medium. OK, because there are a lot of mediums and a lot of psychics and a lot of people that are gifted that get overwhelmed by their gifts. And we're like, why are you doing that? What's what's the point of that? Is that just to make you feel special, to make you feel like, you know, you're you've got sympathy now we call Um, it being held hostage by your gift yes it's Uh, also lazy mediumship because you don't want to take the time to stabilize it to work on your fears to make it a useful gift yeah and um so i think the healthy life as a medium is about boundaries not walls learning how to create boundaries and how to establish boundaries without uh, walling off and trying to protect yourself from all of the energy of the universe getting on you and getting all just sucks all the shit in it does. It really does. Because, <laughs> and here's, here's the thing. If you believe that you need to be protected, if you believe that you need protection so hard and so bad, the universe is going to show you all of the things that you need protection from. If you know that you are safe, the universe is going to show you all of the ways that you're already safe. So once you know you're safe, you're good. That's it. I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point there because I mean, there's so much out there on how to protect yourself and protect your energy. Mm-hmm. And that all, that always got to me. Cause I was like, what am I protecting myself of? Why am I wearing a suit right now? Right, <laughs> am I going right. out to like, am I just calling this stuff into me? Like, yeah. And kinda. armor, armor gets yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. Armor gets super heavy. And yeah. what is it really doing? Limiting your movement. Right. So what about the spectrum of people who are mediums and um, the ego kind of gets in the way here. So it's the aspect of the person's not understanding, but you're going to, you're going to basically tell them how it is no matter what. And it is what it is. And they're wrong. Yeah. Those are the prove it mediums. Yeah. And, and those are prove it mediums or prove it psychics or prove it uh, little kids trying to make sure that mommy and daddy know that they're right. Well, that's when you get the ideology of the person gets in the way, which Mm -hmm. doesn't belong in this niche at all, because this is a niche based on subjective reality. Right. (laughs) Right. And here's, here's another thing with, um, with the, the pushy mediumship and the pushy kind of prove it attitude is there's a phase of ego that we all have to work through when we first come into this, okay? Because that's also stored, all those unresolved things are stored in your subconscious. And when you start digging into the depths of your subconscious to access your gifts, 
what else are you going to find there? All the crap that you haven't looked at. Yeah. So that part, um, overcoming the ego and kind of making friends with the ego. And when we talk about ego, we talk about, uh, we're typically talking about the unhealthy ego because ego itself is simply your personality, right? So there is the unhealthy ego, which is the prove it attitude, the, the prove it mediumship, the, all of that. And then there's healthy ego, which is like, okay, so I know this thing. It feels very real to me. And I'm going to explain this thing in the best way that I know how, and you're going to do whatever you want with it. Okay. Mm. That would be a healthy ego as opposed to, no, I'm right. You're wrong. And you better listen to me. Otherwise bad things are going to happen to you. And the earth is going to fall off into California or. Well, those are the mediums. Those are the mediums and the intuitives and the light workers that drain themselves you know, exhausted because they're constantly putting cords into their clients and attaching to their process instead of just, here's a little pink pony, whatever. I got to go have sushi. So (laughs) there's there's a term that I created too. And John is probably going to laugh when I bring this up. So we've seen to where people, they really shine what they are, right? They'll be going live, doing light language onto these public mediums where people might not understand it. Right. And they're just going, and it it, it creates this fear. And I have nicknamed the term moon dicks. (laughs) All right. Oh my God. She put it in the urban dictionary. I did. I put it in the urban dictionary to you because I I just want to be like, listen, like guys, it's one thing to like say what you're passionate and love about, but it's also you're creating fear on some of this stuff that people may not be ready to be open to. And like, I get the, I get the idea of being passionate. I get the idea of wanting to explore your gifts, but when it comes to the point where you're in your own world, right. And they're oblivious to like everyone else that they're wrong. Like the yeah, they're not even on the can. They're not even looking at the camera. They're often right. doing their own thing somewhere. So else. spiritual so, masturbation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. They're, they're moon dick picking the world. <laughs> it's I, pretty I didn't much ask that. For that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So when, it, when it comes to that, it's the, um, I am so special that I need to be in a category all by myself and only the cool yeah. kids will ever understand me if I speak this special language that nobody else gets. You, know, right. you will also see it with, um, Klingon <laughs> being, being a Comic-Con nerd. Exactly. Yeah, um, same thing. Yeah. Um, so Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain your shit, to a four-year-old, eight-year-old, four-year-old, whatever the quote was, then you don't know your topic well enough. Absolutely. Yes. And that's what, you know, I had, I had somebody that was in one of my communities and, you know, she spoke light language. I spoke light language and she was, she was getting so esoteric on, in her speaking and her comments. And I'm like, listen, true light language is when you can break that shit down. Mm -hmm. Like light language, when you speak it, it bypasses for those who don't know, it goes straight to your heart. So if you can break something down to a child, you're going to get down on your knees. You're going to get into that calm, compassionate voice, and you're mm-hmm. going to speak simply. That is true light language. <laughs> yes. Spiritual yes. scatting. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, um, it's like, we it, would, we would do that. I was a, I was an actor for over 10, now 20 years. Um, and we would do that in improv. So mm-hmm. complete gibberish and, one person would actually understand what the other person was saying. But it's so it doesn't energy. matter what the construct is. What matters is the energy and the opening of the being willing to communicate on levels that go beyond human words. Right. I mean, it's about the, it's about the emotion conveyed and the mm-hmm. beauty of it. And you can right. do the same thing watching foreign films when they're well done. Yeah. Okay. Without subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> without subtitles. That's true. Without subtitles, yeah. <laughs> I you can totally. It. There's there've been a few foreign films that I've watched completely without subtitles, and I was blown away because I understood all of the entire story, even though it was a completely foreign language I couldn't understand. Well, you know, because yeah. it's it's like you know, sexy plumber comes to the door, hot chick naked. <laughs> no, it's pretty easy to understand. I think. No, I, it's called I a understand. porn. <laughs> I understand it. I'm I'm first generation German. Um, German, even though when my my family my parents are from Germany, but they didn't teach German to us. Um, my relatives are all German. They speak it fluently. They didn't want us to have that barrier, right? So when we got here, we had this barrier with some of our relatives. But it's true when you when you are with somebody, you can just kind of know the energy, and I can kind of know what they're saying anyway. Mm -hmm. um, with some of the aspects. So it's no different than that when you yeah. can, you can feel someone or, or see them or, you know, but like, yeah, you're right. It's true. Sometimes we talk really loudly to each other in a mm -hmm. different language. <laughs> yeah. Like we're yeah. screaming at each other. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we screaming at each other? Like, <laughs> but I think that's just common because it's like, you're trying to understand somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's no different. And apparently if you elevate your voice, they're going to understand you more. Yeah, right. especially in Germany, you just sound very angry. So yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, I think a lot of, together. <laughs> I think the Germanic language itself is just very it's kind embraced. Of abrupt. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. it. I think my, my father would disagree with you and say it's beautiful and romantic. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's called a quick fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like German. My dad spoke fluent mm -hmm. German. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but it, is, um, it is a hard language. Mm -hmm. So what about the aspect of people who aren't really practicing mediumship, but they go to a medium, right? So mm -hmm. here's the thing that I, I've noticed. I, if there's any tips that you can give for somebody who sees a medium or mm -hmm. what to be open to, because, you know, sometimes you can be closed off or like right. overthink something. Like what are some tips yeah. on that last aspect? Uh, go in with an open mind um, and let go of any kind of a prove it attitude, especially if you're paying for the medium. If you're paying for the medium, what is there to prove that you just wasted your money because yeah. you're a dumbass well, reader? Which can be a lesson sometimes for people too. It I can, would say. it can. Yeah. Yeah. And I like um, Russell Targ, who's a famous physicist, parapsychologist right. said that the more you hide something, the more obvious it is to a Absolutely. sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, right. But that thing that you're hiding just might be not the thing you want reflected back to you. So many times the sensitive sensitive won't even touch it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think when you go in to see a medium with a like prove it attitude or what's what the medium and sensitive has to get through is all of this crap you've put on top of it. Mm -hmm. So you're paying them to climb the wall to get to the stuff. Why not just like open Give the them door the stuff and so let them help you sort it out. So you're going to get a really okay message, but it's not the medium's yeah. fault. It's because you're blocking them. Yeah. And that's, that's another key point um, is any mediumship, or uh, psychic reading or any time that you go to somebody who is sensitive or um, does any of this metaphysical stuff is give them everything. Mm -hmm. The more that you give them, the more they have to work with. And This is so true. That yeah, is so and, true. And they're here to help you. The other element is realizing that you are the key, not yes. the person reading you. They're reading your energy field. Yeah. Where do you think the answers come from? Unless yeah. they're doing mediumship and they're reading it from the spirits coming in, they're still, your, your energy as the sitter who's coming for the reading is, is the still contributing to it. You're the one calling your loved one in. It's your energy that's bringing them in. It's your connection mm -hmm. with that loved one. And the medium's just triangulating it and, yeah. you know, 
I think it. it happens too a lot of times. I know when I was a little bit closed off to it, um, when I when I went to go see a spiritual medium, and this is this is just, and I think this happens often. And she was laughing at it. Now I can laugh at it too. But I remember I went in there. And I'm like, I'm open. Yeah, I'm open. I, I can hear any messages. And then she would start asking me stuff and be like. Mm, no and she's like well stop saying it doesn't resonate because now you're closing it off so be like okay yeah. i'm not saying that so i would be like okay i it's, i said i i don't not right now so i would say something like that at that level but what i found is that i became really fucking stupid like mm-hmm. she was saying stuff about my past like my grandmother's name and i'd be like i don't know that is that her name i don't because like, I was so in my head so that when I came back, I was like, I'm an asshole. How did I not know that it was my grandma talking to me? And I just missed that entire message. Whole thing. I think yeah, it's because uh-huh. people get they have an idea of what they want to hear. And when yeah. they don't hear anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's, your head gets in the way, I guess. I guess it's yeah. your headspace in there, the analytical yeah. mind that just says so coming in like a curious child would be the best approach uh, to get the best out of any reading. Come in like a curious child and play, play with all of it. Mm. And that's another, yeah, that's another good point. You bring up children yeah, because children are extremely open. Yeah. So what is, what is your take with children when, when, um, you know, as an adult and they might see something or stuff like that, I think that sometimes the kids get closed off because of what they're told. Yeah. Yeah. They get closed off because of the reaction of those around them. They're not naturally closed off. So if you've got parents that, um, or, or adults around you that support, even if they may not know what's going on or know how to walk you through it as a child, um, just having an openness and a curiosity of, Oh, I don't know what that means, but, um, what do you think it means or Mm. playing with it, keeping the child open to the play energy of it keeps a child open longer. But on the flip side is that sometimes we need as children to be shut down so that we can earn it back. Right. And earning it back helps you to value more the gifts that you at one time had closed out of fear or out of external acceptance. Yeah. Everybody's got a a different journey. Yeah. That's a beautiful point. The the being in my room was the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not what it is, but okay. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Uh, We actually went back to um, Heather's uh, childhood bedroom and reintroduced her to some of the things that she was afraid of as a child in her bedroom. Yeah, my parents never shut it down, though, because they were both very open to it. They Mm -hmm. just had um, ideas about what the dark stuff was. Right. So I had to learn about what the dark stuff was, realizing it's just lost spirits. Right. So, but I never shut it down. Mm -hmm. It's just that I took me, you know, 40 years to find the right information of what it was and how to, how to use it. Right. Which is also what we teach a lot of our students um, is what we've learned. You know, what we've learned over, over the time that we've done this work, because we've both kind of done this work off and on since we were kids and never really lost it, even though there yeah. were parts of it that had to open up and we had to climb through our own fears and, um, and rewire the programming from the external um, to kind of make it better for ourselves. So. And it's so amazing how we just evolve as being, mm-hmm. like yeah. how the gifts come in and out or how one becomes stronger than the other over stuff. And, the, you know, it's, that's what's so amazing to me is just how versatile it is as to yes. when it comes in and when you need it. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I can't believe we are getting, we are like literally on time at this point. Yeah. Um, but All I right. wanted to make sure that we did our shameless plug of you guys. Okay. <laughs> if you guys want any more information on Zemro's Garden, 
go to head to their website, www.zenrosegarden.com. They are on YouTube as well. Facebook. Mm -hmm. We're going to have all of this information in the description box once we uh, post this live. Um, but is there anything else that you guys want to input on here on your, on your Academy as well? Yeah. Um, uh, Zenet Academy. So Zenet Academy is basically, it's our inner circle. It is where we plug people into the ZRG mainframe into our heads and um, dial into the systems that have worked for us, the systems that have worked for thousands of our clients, thousands of our students um, to go from feeling overwhelmed and kind of crazy to having a support system and, um, and creating ways to get paid while they're standing out, standing strong and doing good. And most importantly, having fun. And yeah, basically Zenit Academy, we teach uh, twice a week lessons mm -hmm. in there. It's ongoing lessons. There's several courses in there. You have total free open access to all the courses. Plus through the week, we give you exercises to do. And it's mm -hmm. sort of like an ongoing uh, metaphysical entrepreneur support system, plus uh, uh, like kind of mediumship circles that are like rolling out all the time. So for wherever, you to study. wherever somebody is on their gifts, whether they are a hashtag healing pro, or whether they just want to be, um, or whether they're just dabbling in and doing self-growth for themselves, um, we've got something for literally anybody anywhere on that journey. Good. I was going to ask that if it was for, yeah. you know. We've got all levels. All the way across Excellent. the board, um, including we've got a, uh, an eight-lesson psyche development course, and we've got a 20-lesson advanced mediumship course that goes all the way from I've never done this before. I don't even believe in mediums too. I'm the badass medium on the block. So. <laughs> is this a, 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 are you in an enrollment period or is this something that's always open? Uh, it's, it's always open. We, oh, we cool. do uh, basically open enrollment. So there's no, there's no off date. Um, we don't do rolling launches or anything like that. Um, what does happen though, is if you, if you land on the page, um, then you have access to pretty much our lowest price. And if you wait, then that price is going to go up. And then if you wait even more, that price is going to go up. So, so it's a special price if you get on it, yeah. like right. grab it. Right. It's a great deal. That's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on board. We appreciate it. We're, we're stoked now for the month of our mediumship. You guys have yes. kicked us off. Awesome. <laughs> so we appreciate cool. it. And yeah. we will, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll probably want to have you guys back on board when we have some other shows on here. So we'll definitely keep in touch. Yes. All right. Love it. Thank yeah, you guys for having fun. us. It has absolutely been a pleasure. Yes. All right. It was, it was we'll, fun. We'll see you next time, guys, on The Breakdown. All righty. Hey, thanks for listening. The Breakdown is recorded live. To get live show notifications, head on over to YouTube and search The Breakdown Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified. You can also find us over on Facebook at The Breakdown Live. And if you would love to be a guest on our show or you just have a juicy topic that you would love for us to break down, shoot us an email at circus at breakdownlive.com. Until next time.